we're back. Let's get back ready to rumble. What's going it's on? So hard no. shop like That's right. Like we're disconnected tonight. I come it's in soft. I'm thinking PBR. Welcome to <laughs> Hard Shop Life. <laughs> the Moth Radio Hour. Come on, man. <laughs> yeah. National Public Broadcasting. That's all right. <laughs> uh, thank you. Thank you, Co- thank thank you, you. Coach J. <laughs> My gosh, this is ridiculous. That's like, dude, back, back off the mic, oh back off, God. back off. I can hear, I can hear your lips snacking. I can hear your tongue in your mouth. Back off the mic, back off the mic. Oh my gosh. Hey, I'm Coach Jay. I'm the G Man. We've built this podcast for the hardworking men and women of the automotive community. Some of you will listen and be entertained. Others will listen and apply. Our purpose is to provide both. Welcome to the Hard Shop Life. All right, welcome Woo. to part two of our discussion about, yeah, God, what do we want to call this? We really kind of got uh, in, well, I into think, a deeper dialogue, so, so, I think, than we Yeah, we I think we're going to go right right into it. So so Ben was going to say something. I, I liked what you had said in episode one, Gary. I mean, you, 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 you really hit home to me. And the funny part is, is I want to associate because I agree with you. Now, if you guys didn't hear part one, where Gary at the end is talking about, we're not going to catch you up. Go back and listen to it. Yeah, exactly. Go Gary back and goes listen on to a it. Rant. Yeah, rant. he goes on a rant. He's a cheap a guy. Oh, we don't but, understand but it. It doesn't make it, any it was, sense. It was very inspirational, but at the same same exact time, it's the truth, right? Yeah. So it's inspirational truth. And Ben, I know, I don't know if you're going to take us into another direction of this because you said you were going to add something. Yeah, to well, it, we're right? talking about the purpose of a salesperson, whether it's an advisor or somebody selling cars, whatever. Right. right, we're selling things. So, what is our purpose? So I went on a six-week road trip, went to dealerships across the country and talked to you know, dozens of salespeople and asked them, what is your job? What's your purpose in sales? You get all kinds of answers, right? My job is to show cars and tell about cars and ask people questions and you know match their budget with what's possible and intercede on their behalf with the bank and work my manager to give them the best deal. This is all the things we talk about. It's, this is my job is selling cars, right? But really the purpose, in my view, of a salesperson is to help guide other people through the process of making a big decision. And the reason I like that definition so much, right? I'll say it again, to help guide others through the process of making a big decision. And that's not about me and what I can show or tell or, or persuade or manipulate or anything, right? Positive or negative. It's about you. And it's about what you need from me in order to help you process a big decision. And that, that it all flows from there in my mind. Yeah. Right. The psychology, what you need versus what he needs versus what she needs versus how do I get this thing? And really what it ends up in is a close. And I, I say it, I said it before and I still maintain the close is the only thing that we can do for customers that they can't do for themselves. And the, and the reason is because when you're stuck, you're stuck, you're in your head, you're between multiple options. You're stuck. I have this conversation with my wife. I had to go to her like, babe, I'm stuck. I'm stuck on this thing. I don't, I don't know what to do here. Right? So I need somebody to come from outside my universe, preferably somebody who understands me, somebody who I trust, right? to come in and say, and help me talk it through and, and lay out the different paths and, and maybe kind of nudge me in the direction, but to help me process that. And so that's what we do as salespeople, as advisors and as salespeople, is the customer's stuck. They're like, I got to, and what, what does it come out as? Well, I got to think about it. Right? I got to talk to my wife. I got to talk to my husband. I got to do a little research. I got to think about it. No, really what you're telling me is you're not certain and you're stuck. And so let, let's recap, right? When you came in, you said, these are the things that are important. This is what we did. This is the process we've been through. These are the options you have in front of you right now, based on what you've told me, 
I feel like this is what I would recommend, but it's your decision. It's up to you. These are your options. You know, this is what I would probably recommend is the preferred route. If that doesn't work, it doesn't jive with you. You can't afford it or whatever. We have these other options available, but I'm helping you through the process of making that decision. And it's about you. It's not about me. Well, I think so. So, and then to go back further down that, that logic chain, then it becomes about the process, right? So the road, you know, the road to the sale, you know, starts with, you know, we, we start, you know, what we're doing right now, starting with a discovery sheet, right? Which is, which you're supposed to fill in, you're backfilling in information you're learning about the customer. You want to know about them. You want to know what their needs are, right? You're doing a needs analysis. You're trying to figure out, get them on the right car. What's important to them? What matters to them? What, what are what? they going to do with the car? What are they using mm-hmm. it for? What? Yeah. Like you said, is it safety? Is it performance? Like, you know, we used to have this salesperson at BMW. All he would talk about is the horsepower, the zero to 60 times. Because that was what was important to him. That's what he thought was cool. Yeah. And the customers he's talked to, they care about is the Harman Kardon stereo, right? And he, he's missing it because he's not, he's not learning about them. And so then when you go in for the close, what you're really doing is taking what you've just learned. You spent all that time learning about them so that you can then say, look, you, this is the car. It's the payment you want. It's the it's 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 the car that you want. It's got the features that you want. It fits you. If it was me, I'd go to. ahead and go for it. But yeah, I mean, it's up to you. What do you think? Right. And then you wait for the customer to make their decision. But the point is without that in the beginning, without following those steps, then you try to close. Now you're in a different situation because you're closing on something you don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's where the, I think that's where a lot of our problems lie. You know, so if you, in the previous episode, we were talking about, you know, it, about the stigma and how this industry looks to the outside and, and how customers and potential customers perceive us as an industry and, you know, having respect for what we do and feeling good about it and all that. Well, when you do the right thing like that, when you follow the steps and you close on the right things, you can feel good about what you just did, right? About what you sold to the customer. And, we, and this is the same thing for advisors. Jay, you and I go through this all the time. You know, we had an advisor the other day that asked me, hey, I I, I can't, uh, I need to know how to close customers. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, well, I've, I've watched you. And you go out there. The customer, first of all, doesn't, you don't catch them at the car, they come to the desk. And then they have to stand there and wait for your attention. You give them their attention. Then you go back out and you do kind of a halfway walk around and get some information, but you don't talk to them, tell them what you're doing. You don't pop the hood. You don't measure the tires. You're not talking to them or trying to bond or build rapport. Then you get back and you're like, hey, by the way, you need $1,000 and you expect them to say yes. And they don't. So here's what I would recommend. Let's do the steps. Like, and then you, I walk them through our seven steps, you know, to the sale. It said, and then they're like, well, yeah, I don't need, I don't need all that. <laughs> I just want to learn how to close them. And it's like, that's the wrong attitude. That is why. Like, hold yourself to a higher standard. Give, give that customer that experience. Learn about them. Figure them out. You know, do do the discovery sheet. Do the guided discovery. You know, do the walk around. Build report. Then, then you deserve the right to ask them for money. It's the same thing on the sales side, right? Customer comes in. They're like, yeah, I think I'm looking at a car. We're like, well, what car are you looking at? It's like, I think one of these. Okay, I'll go get the keys. We go get the keys. We show them the car. You want to drive it? Yeah, I'll drive it. Okay, we toss them the keys, send them on a drive. We should be going along, but whatever we don't, they come back. Would you think? Yeah, I kind of like it. Okay, well, you want to look at some numbers? Yeah, we'll look at some numbers. Okay, great. So we print out the numbers. We put it in front of them. Like, what do you think? They're like, ah, I need to think about it. And then that person comes to me, and they're like, how do I close this guy? Yeah. <laughs> Tell me how to close this guy. I'm like, well, what can we close on? How can we constructively close these people? What do we know about them? Why are they in the market for a car? How'd they hear about us? What's the most important thing? Yeah. Right. Why are they making a change? Why are they doing it now? 
What, 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 of all the things they could spend their money on, why is it worth it to spend the money on this? Why us? Why BMW? Why you specifically? What is it about that car? What's the unique, distinct value that matters to them that's on the car that isn't available on any other product in the world? Right. And they're like, I don't know any of that. Just tell me how to close. Yeah. I can't, we can't close, right? We're done. The only way we can close that deal is to start over. Right. And the customer's not going to stand for it because we've already asked them to buy. Getting back to this law of the line concept that you can read about on my website if you want to. The law of the line, there's no constructive close for things you haven't already talked about. Yeah. The, if it's new information at the end, right? If you're trying to sell a brake job and you've never talked about a brake job, you've never checked the brakes, you've never asked, reviewed the history with them to see, it's never come up. And then at the end, you say, I need a brake job. And the customer says, well, I need to think about that. There's nothing else you can say. I mean, you could try to convince them, but all you are is a desperate commission breath salesperson at that point. Yeah, you're begging. And you're hoping for charity in order for them to say yes. You're not the trusted advisor. Uh-uh. You are the stealership. Right, exactly. And the customer perceives it as that. And, they and you know, I knew this because- would happen. I came in for an oil change, and now you're telling me it's 1200 bucks. Got any all this And I don't want none of it. I was just in here 2,000 miles ago for an oil change. You didn't say sh- word one about my brakes. Now all of a sudden you need brakes? Yeah, I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, that's what they think, right? We were just talking about that before. If you go back to episode one, we just we were just talking about that before. It's like that's our responsibility is to let them know and not to hide that from them and to be professionals and 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 do the right thing. You can't close constructively on things that you haven't been a part of. Things that conversations that you haven't had. Very very angry makes me angry. Makes me angry too. So so my daughter wanted to buy a Honda. So, mm. it, well, actually, she was trying to decide between a Hyundai. Be, be, He's bef- pointing at me. Hold before, on. hold on. Before you go into that, can I say what I wanted to say before? No. But it's going yes. to the segue. Down? It's going to go to the segue of go your ahead. of of your. Yeah. Car. You're okay, talking. So, you're talking about the one thing, right? Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm talking about. You're the talking one about thing. the. You're talking about the the, the story. Yes. Yep. She she went here. Yep. Right. Yep. Right. They came out. They were all outside. Yep. Right. Yes. Okay. Mm. So so <laughs> let me let me tell you let me tell you this. And this is what I was going to say. Jair's heard that story before. Yeah. <laughs> Many times. If you listen to the podcast, you probably hear it dead. <laughs> so one thing that we have wrong as salespeople is that when you've gotten to this level of salesmanship, this, this, whatever this product is, you're, you know, you have to understand that they're not buying anything. They're buying you. They're buying you because they want to know. How good are you at understanding me to tell me and help me through and guiding me on a big decision for me enough to to trust you enough to make that decision that I know you helped me and supported me with? That's the thing. And the thing is, is you're dead right. That's why your story that you're about to tell has absolutely hit my point. The car is the same. The car is the car is the same, right? Every sale is the same. It being mine is only determined by one thing. How good were you at helping me with this decision? Right? And the funny thing is, and this is what what I think, and I'm <laughs> I love people like Carvana because they're gonna have an audience. They're gonna have people want it. I'm I'm sorry, my, my I think my butthole just puckered a little bit. Okay. <laughs> just, you better so, you better wrap this up with a so, strong porn. I'm gonna rip you to shreds. So so 
That's fine. <laughs> I'm like, though, my blood pressure is rising. I'm trying to hyperventilate. Yeah, Gary, hand me a, hand yeah, me a paper bag, bro. Yeah, this guy's like, oh my God. So, so they're, they're, well, they're going to be for a certain amount of people. The, the, they're gonna they're gonna work for them. They're, everybody has an option, right? There's there's somebody there for everybody, right? Right. But the truth of the matter is, is that people want to buy from people. It's 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 just one of those things. I mean, think about it, right? Yeah, we go to the restaurant. Yeah, they have pretty good food. Like they have great barbecue. Mm-hmm. But if the server doesn't make you feel like magic, is the food good enough? So here's the deal. We just had a baby. Congratulations to us. Yeah, it was a beautiful baby boy, right? Yeah. What? You had right? a baby? When did what? Oh my God. This, <laughs> a lot of good friends, right? And this thing in our in our group, in the church group and everything, like people do a meal train. Right? So somebody says, Hey, so and so had a baby, and everybody signs up, and every three days somebody brings you a meal. Well, it's COVID and some people don't like to cook and they don't want to whatever. So so we got a couple of gift cards from people. Right for Grubhub and DoorDash, and you know, so our favorite place to go out on dates because we we like to cook. We're pretty good cooks, and so when we go out, we like to eat things that we don't normally make at home because usually we can make it at home better than what it was at the restaurant. I'm trying to brag, just whatever we like to cook. So we usually go out for sushi. Like that's our thing, right? Go for sushi because I don't make sushi at home. It's just too complicated, right? kudos to those of you who can make sushi at home. We can't. So we go out for sushi. So like, you know what? Somebody gave us like $75 for Grubhub. It's like, dang, this is cool, right? So I'm like, this is about got, what we normally you got, you got three rolls. I know, right? <laughs> maybe, maybe two. Yeah. Two and a half. <laughs> two and a half. Sorry so this that. is what we normally spend on a sushi dinner minus drinks, right? So it's just like 150 bucks every time we go out for sushi. So I'm like, let's order some sushi. We'll bring it in. It's a date. So we, we go on the Grubhub and I got to logging all my information. I got to create an account because I've never been on there before or whatever. So, you know, we order the sushi. We're like, okay, this is great. It's going to show up at the door. It's going to be amazing. We'll recreate the restaurant experience. We'll come. So it took them two hours to get the order together. And we're hungry and we want to eat. And it's and it's, and it's it's two hours. I keep getting the updates. It's, it's almost ready. And then they get a text from the guys. Oh, it's the... the the place is running behind and this, I'm like, they just opened, right? They opened at four. We placed our order at four fifteen. Like how many orders are ahead of us? Whatever. It's frustrating. So we wait forever for the food. It gets there and we take it all out and we lay it all out on the table and we eat it. And it's like, I've spent the same amount that we, cause I even had to tip the guy, right? I had to pay delivery fee and a tip the guy like we normally would. The wait. We spent the same amount of money that we would for the in-person experience, but we had to wait forever and it wasn't that fresh anymore. And it was just all laid out at home. There's no sizzle, right, yeah. on the sushi. And so to me, that's, that's, that's the Carvana experience. No offense to people who love Carvana. So my question is, why would I put up with that? The only reason I would determine that that was better is if I hated that place so much because I had, I had a terrible experience, right? I went in there. I had to wait for the table. The server was a doofus. Nothing was on time. Nothing went well. They messed up the bill. I had to get it corrected. All this stuff, right? They tried to charge me for things that I shouldn't have been paying for. I had to talk to the manager. I had to get it all straightened out. Get out of there. It's like, you know what? We still love sushi, but I ain't going back to that place. Right. We'll order it. We'll have it at home. It's worse. It cost me the same. It's a worse experience, but it's better than dealing with those people. So can I answer that? I'm Was there a t- question? I'm no. gonna t- there, well, <clears throat> oh, sorry. I, I, I saw it as a question because you did ask a question. Like, tell me why. So I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why I would pick Carvana. I'm going to tell you why. Okay. Because I went 
with, and I really didn't, but I'm telling you, I would buy Carvana if I was Gary's daughter with the experience she had at, mm. at the store. That's exactly why I would go to Carvana. But that's the thing, because right? The only on. reason you put up with all that is if the experience was so crappy that you're like, never again. But that's, hold on, hold on. That's exactly why we're in business. He says people have lost their way. They have lost the way of Gary's right. Bro, there was a time in the car business, okay? People wore a suit and tie. Yeah. Okay? I was a porter at a BMW store and my service advisors wore a freaking tie every day. Every day. We wore slacks. We wore we were considered professionals because we acted that way. Mm-hmm. Okay? Now, everybody is let's hope that they have their polos pulled in or that they're the right size or that they're dude we dress like slobs sometimes i'm thinking about that store where the advisor showed up in red basketball shorts i see some some weird stuff i mean service drive but a beautiful brand new dealership you know a, a place very well respected and i'm so i'm not going to name them and then we were there coaching them, and the advisor shows up in red basketball shorts. I just go, this is like, at what point did we fall so low? No, I want our I want our audience members right now to be asking, oh, so did he change? Or when did he change? Oh, like so he brought him home, right? Yeah, I did. No. Send him home to go change. No. 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 Are you kidding me? No. It worked all day that way. Anyway, uh, yeah. All right, it's fun so, to make fun of the so, goofballs, right? But the point's the same. Sorry, if you guys whatever casual work environment that's our customer base they appreciate that that's all fine right but the point is the professionalism of how we approach our jobs yeah we we, right? we don't we don't believe that we are the professionals that we are sometimes the it truth comes is, out in our clothes the truth sometimes is, it comes out in the way we treat people look the, uh, yeah i mean I, I i go to stores all the time right we go to stores all the time g man all of us and the truth of the matter is is, is i'm like some of these guys make close to six figures Right, some of them well exceed right? six figures. While the thirty six thousand, the forty five thousand dollar per year enterprise rep that just got out of college and is paying that to, you know, their bill, right, all that, they have to wear a suit every day, mm-hmm. right, and they're making thirty five thousand, the forty five thousand dollars a well, year. I had, I had a buddy, a friend of mine, who had an MBA from UCLA. I was, I was out earning him. Exactly. So it's, it's like exactly, but we don't have the dignity, right, of to show people like. Yo, and you know what I think it is, bro? Honestly, I think that is a thing. Too. I think, yeah, I think we're ashamed of it. I think in some ways we are. Like, dude, I'm not ashamed of it, man. I'm gonna tell you right now, like, like. But you have to earn it, and so you know. Of course, you have to work your freaking butt off. Right. But I'm telling you right now, you don't have to work. Like, people think you have to work your butt off is like working a hundred hours a week. Right. No, it's like working smarter. You know what I'm saying? Like, come on, Gary. How many times have we gone into shops? And we're looking at, and you're pulling your hair out. I don't have any hair anymore to pull out. So you're the one pulling your hair out. And you're going, this doesn't make any sense. Why would you put the parts thing or the cleaner or the, all the way over there? And then this is over here. And you have to, and he has to walk, stop and go all the way over there. Like, what are you guys thinking of? Like, does nobody see what, like, I see Gary and I'm like, bro, this guy is tripping out because of some, he goes, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would you do, why? It's like. Why would you do that? And I'm like, like that sounds just like <laughs> it is you, bro. 
<laughs> it is, uh, but it is. It, it, it. I mean, I'm telling you, when you get wound oh, up, yeah. when you get wound up, you're like, <laughs> I just don't understand. I, like I don't Jay, know. this is I, this I is not that. I just think I'm not that smart. <laughs> I am not that smart. So when you see something that doesn't make sense, you're like, what? Wait a minute! I feel like I'm in crazy town. Even I can see this I'm is like, not smart. <laughs> the jelly goes on, in on, the donut. Exactly. Let me, let me tell you. Listen, listen. <laughs> let me tell you something. <laughs> Oh God! Another office record. <laughs> it's no, it's you, bud. Okay, okay. No, no. But it, it's so true, right? <laughs> he did it to me a, a week and a half ago. A week and a half ago. Yeah, I lost my mind. Jay, one rotor. They sent one rotor. <laughs> <And I'm> like, <laughs> what? <laughs> he was one. Who does that? Okay, so let me. I'm gonna use this as the segue and close the loop for you guys. <laughs> That are eagerly awaiting. Tell us the Hana story. The tale of my daughter and Hana. Yeah, the epic tale. Because it truly, it's it truly is. We're running twenty one right now, fellers. Wow, already. So, um, and I'm going to make this short. So, okay, so that and that's the thing. It's like to me, there is simplicity in doing it right, and there there are steps to be followed. Those steps are very clear. It's very easy. You just have to accept the fact that they exist. Open your eyes, look at them, and then do them. So my Han, my daughter's Honda story is a case in point. So she decides she's deciding to do Hyundai and Honda. We drive a couple of cars and, and look online and everything. We did our research, and she decides I really want the Honda. So I said, fine, let's go to the Honda. So we went to the local Honda dealership, the one that was close to us. I pull in to the lot, and I'm driving, and I park, and there's a picnic bench at the front of the dealership, and there's. Eight nine. It wasn't bleachers. Eight nine salespeople. I've seen bleachers. Two level. <laughs> two bleachers. level bleachers. It looked like bleachers. Double level bench. Oh God. And so and then so they all look at us and we're feeling really awkward. And my daughter's like she's brand new to this thing. She's never bought a car like this, and she's just like I just want to go. I don't want to be here. Automatically she felt uncomfortable. Why would that happen? You know you're going to make customers feel uncomfortable. Like yeah. that's the thing that drives me nuts. Is I'm looking at that going, God, guys, don't cluster up. We tell seven year old girls that play soccer, don't bunch, no bunching. Yeah, but is it so? Hold on. Okay, I I, I didn't think about this until right now. I didn't think about this right now. Is that the way? Like, I, I think I've heard that before. I think I've heard that. I've heard it like you guys should be out there. You should be hanging out there waiting. If somebody hits the lot, you just go after them. Okay, so there is something to that, but not all together and have nine guys look at you and go, oh, you know, who wants to take this one? Mm, and so then yeah, some guy... That's, that's a, it's a whole, yeah. So we get out of the car, we walk up, some guy wanders over and it says, how can I help you today? And I, I said, well, my daughter wants to get a Honda. She's looking at a Honda Civic. And they go, well, what do you, what do you want? You know, what are you looking for? And I said, I don't know. Like, we just started. We want to we, we touch them, feel them, and see what there is. She doesn't really know. And uh, I said, do you guys have some? We could like go take a look at. All right. <laughs> Let's go this way. So then he walks me out to the lot, and there's a line of Honda Civics, and they're filthy, absolutely disgusting. Freaking dust storm came through. Oh, and it's in, they're not organized. He's just like standing there. Well, here they are. And he just stops and looks around. And I'm going... Uh, you know, I, and so I grabbed the door handle and I'm like, well, they're, they're locked. And he goes, oh, well, did you want to see that one? And I'm like, we kind of wanted to see a few, a variety and decide what interior package, you know, 
excessively. How many trim levels are there anyway? Like, what options can we get on these? What's possible? Right. And then he's like, all right, I'll go get keys. And I was just going to myself, my God. So finally, I convince him to take us on a test drive. And we go on a, on a test drive in the car, and he doesn't say a damn word the whole time, but left here, right here, doesn't say a word. My daughter's asking questions, and he's a mute. He's silent over there. So I'm answering questions for her. Like, I'm not supposed to be doing that. I want her to have this experience. I'm trying to teach her how to be an adult. So we get back to the dealership. Even after all that, I know she wants the car. She likes the Honda. There's things about it that she really liked. She fell in love with the car. And so I know she wants the thing. So I'm still persevering. This thing's really close to my place. And I was like, I really want to make this happen. I don't have a lot of time. I travel a lot. I don't want her doing this without me. I want to be part of the experience. Her first car, first new car she's buying on her own. You got to show her how to beat up the salesman a little bit, how to negotiate. Hey, right, yeah, exactly. Dad, show the way. But I just, you know, it's an important, it's a momentous occasion, right? So we go to the desk, we get to the desk and the guy goes, okay, well, first thing we're going to need is a credit app. And I said, I, I don't even know, like, what what does the car have on it? What features, like, you know, and he goes, well, I thought that's the car you wanted. And I'm all, no, that's just the one he got the keys to open the door so we can look inside. And I said, I go, what's available? Like, what's Honda's financing right now? What's their lease packages? Like, what's the payment like? Like, what are her options? Help her out. She needs help understanding what to do, what she wants to do. She wants to buy a car. And the guy goes, well, you can get all that on the website. And at that point, I got up. I said, we're leaving. And I walked out. So cart to cart. So then why don't I just do that? Like, why we, we don't want Carvana. We don't want them taking over the market. But we're driving people to go look at the website and it makes my life easier if I just figure it out on the website and get as virtual as I can and then order the car and have it show up on my driveway. You don't want to complain about the fact that everybody's buying their cars online, driving a car salesman out of business. Yeah. And so now I'm just got, I'm just like up here. I got this day set aside to do this thing. I want somebody to close me. I want somebody to close me right, to do a needs analysis, to understand who she is, my daughter as a person. To fit. give her all the sizzle of the amazing experience. Exactly. Empower her as I'm, an adult. I'm begging. We want to leave with a damn car. Sell me. And we leave with nothing. And so now I'm like, okay, well, crap. Where's the next Honda dealer? And I'm dreading it. I don't want to go. At this point, I don't want to go. I'm just afraid it's going to be the same thing. She was upset. She just doesn't even want a car anymore at some point. She's just like, it's just, just, is it always like this? This just sucks. It's too hard. So I said, don't worry about it. I said, let's just go to this other place and let's figure it out. So we go to the one in Santa Monica. I'm going to say Santa Monica Honda because they did an amazing job, and so you should go there. We show up there, and it's it's it it is end of the month too. It's like last day, I think, or day before the end of the month. It's it's it might I think it is the last day of the month. They're busy. There's you know there's people running around, and we're kind of just wandering around looking. But they have their Santa Monica is very very constrained, so there's they don't have a lot. They have a multi tiered parking structure, and so I have no idea where the cars are, so we can't browse or anything. And so I'm thinking, geez, I don't know. This just might not work out. Like, I'm just kind of looking around going, God, I, this maybe this is a bad Here idea. we go again. And then the guy gets up and walks over and goes, look, you know what? It's, it's crazy. End of the month, I sold 30 cars this month. And I'm delivering a lot of them right now. And he goes, and, but I don't want you guys to feel ignored. We really appreciate you guys coming in. I want to thank you. Um, what is it that you, you guys uh, are, are here to look at? Maybe I can point you in the right direction. I can go finish up with some of these customers and I'll come back and check on you. You know, how does that sound? Like, well, that sounds perfect. And he goes, and we said, we're looking for Honda Civics. 
He goes, perfect. We got a whole row of Honda Civics right upstairs. Let's go. Takes us to the, the second floor. There's all the Civics. They're all unlocked. They're all clean. And she's just climbing in and out of them. And he's like, I got a few minutes before my customer's ready for delivery. They're going to text me. So let's, I'm going to spend this time with you. What do you want to know about the car? Tell me, what what interests you? What brings you in to buy this What's Honda What's important today? to you in a Honda Civic? Yeah. And she just is like, oh, well, this. And I really like this. And he goes, well, let me show you something really cool. She loves a backup camera. And they got this thing where you turn the turn signal on and the camera shows the blind spot, right? And she was just like blown away. Like, oh, I love this. This is awesome. Oh, this thing's got heated seats. Like, oh, it's, this is amazing. Like, like is that what color were you thinking? Did you have a color in mind? And she's like, oh, I really had my heart set on white and tan. It was perfect. I had a white and tan one with all the options right over here. Takes her over, shows her the car. They're milling in it. And he gets this text message. And he goes, oh. He goes, well, here's here's the thing. I'm going to get you guys the keys. Why don't you guys go drive the car, feel it out, and then come back. And then I should be done, and we'll talk about it. So we do that. We go drive the car. We come back. And then he's like, what do you think? He was excited. Well, let's talk about options. How do you want to pay for this? What were your thoughts? Like, and he just starts walking us through the whole thing. He's just guiding us down the road in such a fun way. It was like an amazing experience. She enjoyed it. She was just like ear-to-ear smiles. Got you know, got more than what she wanted. Learned something new about the car we didn't find online, and it felt good about this guy who's trying to help us, and just really felt genuinely wanted to help her. And uh, and then we bought the car. So we bought the car that day. We, re- we stroked him a check. We bought the car. We he set up the right financing for it, which was awesome. <coughs> and then we walk outside, and he's got the car parked there, and it's clean, and it's got a giant red bow on it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Let me take a picture of you." The cherry on top. Yep. He's like, I, I just can't. I, I'm happy to be part of this occasion. Your first car, and he goes, and I, so I just wanna, I wanna memorize this thing. And he took a picture and he put it in his office. And I just thought to myself, she just felt so good about that whole thing. That is what we're doing here. That is somebody that cares about his craft. That is a professional that cares about his customers. That understands the steps in the process are not there to drive us crazy. They're not there to inconvenience us as employees. Oh, you got to follow these steps. You didn't follow the process. The process is there to make sure we do everything right by the customer, to set us up as professionals for success, right? To not miss anything, to understand the customer to a degree in which we're guaranteed to make their day. Now, if we'd even left there and not bought a car, she still would have been happy with the experience. But there was no way in heck, I'm buying a car from this guy. I feel obligated to buy a car with what he was able to do. You know, he's delivering cars end of the month. So he had the biggest month ever, sold 30 cars. 31. And now he sold 31. He sold one more. And so to me, like advisors, like salespeople, it's like technicians, everybody that does this job that that works in this industry that we love so much, that's given so much to us, you have to like understand that that is what you should strive for. And then I don't want to go into a whole nother topic, mm. but that's the training. That's yeah. why we exist. That's why we're there to help you. I'm not there, oh, here come the suits. Here come the consultants. Try to teach us a new thing and this and that. And to go back to my advisor example of a guy who's like, well, tell me how to close. And I'm trying to teach him how to bond with this, how to really care about your customers, how to collect them, how to make sure that they become part of your tribe. And get them to trust you and take care of them, not just now, but for every future visit after that, right? Own that whole experience. And it's every step along the process, along the way, is designed to help you. 
And as you get good, you can modify and add in your own flavor and change. But at the end of the day, I'm telling you right now, we, you and me, and I'm sure you too, Ben, like we've seen the best advisors in the country and every single one of them has a system and a process they use and they do it every time with every customer mm-hmm. without fail. I don't care if they know them for a million years or they just met them. They do exactly the same thing. And, and that's the, I can, I can spot them from a mile away. I can see it happening. And I know, I know their numbers and I know why they're successful because they follow those steps. Amen. That's, that's a powerful story. It's amen right there. And it's the truth. It, that is, that is the truth. People buy from, because of an experience. I, I think the powerful thing there is it, it, we, we, we make the process about us instead of about the customer. And it's an easy thing to do. It's a natural thing to do because we do the same things over and over every day. Yep. Right. I, I'm going to sell 12 cars. I'm going to sell 15 cars like every day, 20 cars every day. I'm, I'm dealing, I'm doing the same thing over and over again. I see how things end up. And so I figure if I shortcut the steps, they'll just get me to the end faster. So I know how it's going to end. I do the thing, right. Losing the perspective that for the customer, this is a, in the case of buying a car, it's once every few years, maybe, yeah. maybe it's once every 10 years, right. Once every decade for the, for the service appointment, it's once every six months, eight months, whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. So for them, it's, they have to re-remember the experience. It's fresh every time for them. And for us, it's, it's, it's just a daily grind. It's another day at the office. And so if, if I maintain that me centered, that, uh, you know, view, that's what it turns into. Whereas if I constantly am looking at my process through the eyes of my customer, yeah. what do they need? What's important to them? Right. How can I make this serve them? Mm-hmm. Knowing that I have to accomplish certain things, right? Knowing that I have a certain path, I got to tick certain boxes in order to make things make sense, in order to help things fall in line and click in place and make sense. Knowing that I have to do that stuff, but centering it around your process, right? So to bring it totally home from where we started, what do you need to to help guide you through the process of making this big decision? Yep. Whether it's a a, a three series or a break job on a three series. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. I feel like that's the wrap. Benediction on the sermon. <laughs> we left Jire speechless. <laughs> no, I think. I, no, I, I think. I think. Somebody it's write all, down the date. It's all good. Yeah, it's time and date. <laughs> your, you know, your story was very powerful. What you say, your sermon. <laughs> sermon. It's a good sermon. Preacher, preacher Ben. Good. I'm not. Uh, I think we're all solid. You know, the biggest takeaway for me in this whole thing is, is one thing, is. Value your own worth. Yep. Be whatever you want to be and believe that you can be, but do it to the best of your ability to give experiences to others. Yeah. It's not to serve Because them. that's where your worth- You're not serving them. That's where your worth comes from, right? Exactly. Your that's worth, what it is. Yeah. Whatever you can provide to yeah. others. That's all it is. That's your worth. That's it. That's your worth. That's that's the reason why we on, at this table do what we do is we do it because we want people to, to provide or to give because it, it means that just give them the experience. Make it be why you do things. Like, you know, I don't know, man. Like, like it is to get thanked and, and gratification for what you do because you help other people is a huge compliment. Yeah. You know, when I started thing, this. They'll give you their money. Yeah. And thank you for taking it. Yeah. And that to me, that's a win. Yeah. Like that guy, I bought a car, he took my money, and I'm appreciative 100%. that he took my money. 
and I'm not even really worried how much yeah. he made on the car. And I wasn't that, trying to grind him down. Yeah. Same experience at the sushi bar. Yep. Right? I'm, ha- I'm happy to... It's a beautiful experience. Yep. I'm happy to pay. It cost me the same, right? Back to the online only digital retailers. Cost me the same either way. I'm going to pay the same for the experience for the yeah. car, right? The only thing that's different is the experience. And so that's the challenge. It's on us to deliver the experience. That's what we get paid for. We get paid to be really good at the people stuff. And if we failed in that, if we fall down in that, then we don't deserve to get paid. And we will go out of business. Yep. And, and we'll lose to the online only platform. And the customers will lose. Yep. The people will lose. They will get less than they deserve if we fail to rise to the challenge. Yeah. So here's what I would tell everybody too, in closing, like if you're, if this strikes a chord in you, if this touches you, if this, if you're like, if you feel the way we feel about that, that our profession, we need to hold our heads higher. We need to, to have more self deserve it, that we deserve it, that the people deserve it. And you're looking for a way to, you know, stay engaged in that thought process and maybe ways that you can improve. You can always reach out to us. We're here. We got uh, dealershiplife.org and JDI coaching. You can always, uh, you know, you can ask a question, go to our Facebook page, throw down a question, a comment, uh, join the conversation. And and uh, if you need tips, ideas, you know, it, if you're a dealership or if you're just a, an individual, we're here. We're here to help you. We're here to make the industry better. And, uh, and, you know, we're willing to invest everything that we have in it. We already have. We already have done that. And so with that, I'm going to say that's a, that's, that's a wrap for this episode of Hard Shop Life. I want to thank you guys for tuning in. Again, questions, info at jdicoaching.com or Ben Benjamin. at Benjamin yeah, at dealershiplife.org or check us out on Facebook, jdicoaching.com. And uh, you- At this dealership life. At this dealership life. All right. Thanks again. Guys. <laughs> See you next episode. <laughs>